wants to have a relationship with me. Isn't that wonderful? I titled this message today, God's Love on Full Display. God's Love on Full Display. And I didn't have time to get my, my scriptures on the board today. We had to put our music together in about 20 minutes. So we had to practice that. And I got dressed in a minute and a half. But we're here, amen. And we're going to have church. And I believe the Spirit's going to just go ahead and move anyway. He'll have his way anyway if we'll open our hearts and our minds to it, right? Did you come expecting to receive something today? Yeah. Expecting to re receive something from God? Not from me, but from God. Because yeah. if you receive it from me, you'll receive it as from a man. And it's, it's flawed in that way. Right? But if you receive it from God's word, it's perfect. It's unfallible. Hebrews 11 and 3 in the New King James says this. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of those things which are visible, right? Out of love. He did all these things out of love. I'm talking about God's love being on full display. God spoke and, and, and created the earth and all the animals and the people and, and the water and the seas and the skies and the, and the dry ground and, and all the plants and everything in those things. Since that first day, God's never, never made another plant or animal or anything that's came from create, he created it, and it's come because it procreates, right? It, it continues to carry on. But, but out of love, God did all this thing. He set this whole world up for me and you to live here. Think about how grand this world is. You can drive for hours and hours and hours and not even get across the United States. And all the things that you can see and all the sights there are, and God did all that just for us, just out of his love, just so that we could live here, right? He already had the angels. God already had angels, and, and they worshipped him, but he wanted someone that would love him back because they, because they loved him back, that would praise him just because they loved him back, who had a choice, right? So he gave us a free will. Out of love, he gave us a free will. Even though he's been hurt so much by our free will, he gave us that free will out of his love, right? God came down and walked in the cool of the evening every night with Adam out of his love, right? He wanted that relationship. Out of his love, he wanted to have something that had a relationship with him out of love, right? Everything was perfect, right? And then Adam one day messed it up, made a bad decision and messed it up. And some people want to blame it on Eve, but Adam was right there with her, right? And Adam was the head of the house. So Adam should have put a stop to it. So Adam messed it up. And if it wouldn't have been Adam, it would have been me. It would have been you. It would have been someone along the line who, who would have messed it up, right? God's perfect love and this thing that he set up perfectly and it flowed perfectly out of his love. But, but mankind messed it up. And John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever, whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Because we deserve death. Because Adam messed it up, we deserve death, right? We inherited a sinful nature. But out of his great love, he sent his son to die on a cross. His love was on full display that day that Jesus came to the earth. That day that Jesus died on the cross, right? For our sins, to pay for sin once and for all, right? God's love was on full display. In Ephesians 2 and 8 it says, For grace, for by grace you have been saved through faith. That word grace right there means unmerited favor. God extends his unmerited favor. That means you didn't do anything to deserve it. You didn't earn it. You weren't good enough. I wasn't. I'm not talking to you. We weren't good enough. We didn't earn it, but God extended his unmerited favor. He still gave us, out of his perfect love came favor, came grace that he gave to us, right? Amen? He extends his grace with unmerited favor, right? He even gave us the faith. He's given us everything that we need. He's provided us with it all out of his love, out of his love, by grace, you have been saved through faith, right? 
and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. God's love on full display. He's given us everything. And even when we mess it up, he gives it to us again. He fixes our mess ups. And he makes it right again. He, he calls us back to have a relationship with him again, right? He reconciles us back. He sent his son to reconcile me back to him, to reconcile you back to him. His love is on full display in the earth today. It should be. He even gave us the faith. He puts his love on full display when he does these things, right? In everything that he does, his love is on full display. Well, most things that he does, right? <laughs> Matthew, Matthew 22, 36 through 40 says, Teacher, which is the great commandment? Now, a lawyer had came and, and asked Jesus this. Which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus said to them, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and with all your mind. That's the first and greatest commandment of all, to love God. Put God first. Have God as your first priority. Love him beyond and above everything else, right? And the second thing he says in 38, he says, This is the first and great commandment. And 39 says, And the second is like it. You should love your neighbor as yourself. I'm talking about God's love being on full display today. You should love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Hang everything the prophets depended on. The Old Testament, they, they depended on the law. They had over 630 laws. And on these two commandments right here, all of it hangs. It's all right there, right? So the law was designed, I try to put this in my own words some, and I hope that I can do it justice, but the law was designed and given as a detailed set of rules to demonstrate God's love. Because if we followed the law, then we wouldn't be sinning. We wouldn't do, be doing bad things to our brothers. We, wouldn't, we, we, would, we would do good. And Does that make sense? So they have all these detailed way of going about things, over 630 of them. And before you made any action, you had to think over 630 rules that you had to follow. And those came out of the love of God. God's love was on display to even give man a chance to do that, right? Man couldn't keep up with all the rules, though. They couldn't keep up with all the rules. They, couldn't, could, they just couldn't do it. We couldn't do it. But since he gave his son, the spirit lives inside of us, right? And God is love. So we've got to agree to move and flow in his love, right? There's one place in the Bible that says if, if, you, if you're bound by the law or if, if, if you live by the spirit, you're not bound by the law, right? This is, this is why right here. Because in the Old Testament, they couldn't keep up with all the laws. They couldn't live according to the law. So he gave them Jesus, he gave him his favor, his unmerit. They didn't deserve it. We didn't deserve it. But he gave his son anyway because he wanted to have that relationship so badly with us. He wanted to be reconciled so badly with us that he wanted to have that relationship, that he wanted to make things right. He, he sacrificed his son for that, his son for that, right? And God is love. If we love our neighbor as ourself, we're displaying God's love through us, right? Amen? That's what you were talking about earlier, Sister Dina. When you're showing God's love through yourself, you're showing it off to other people. You make other people want what you got. What does he have or what does she have that's different than what I've got? Because my attitude's not like theirs is. I don't think the same ways they're. I don't feel like I'm blessed all the time like they do because they're showing the love of God off, right? He shows us, we show our love off or his love off through us, right? God's love is on perfect display when that happens. It's on per that's why I said it should be on perfect display all the time in the world. But as Christians, we don't display it perfectly all the time. Amen? If we love our neighbor as ourself, we would never steal from him, right? We wouldn't take his wife. Uh -uh, no way. We wouldn't covet his stuff. We wouldn't lust after his things, right? Church, we wouldn't talk about him if we loved him as ourself. We sure wouldn't be talking bad about folks. 
because we love him as ourselves, right? God's love is not based on emotions. God's love is not based on feelings. God's love is unconditional. It's unconditional. He loves us even when we're sinners, even when we're living in the middle of the sin that we lived in. He still loves us anyway. He loves us through those things. It's not because of what we can do for him or how he feels about the situation. It's unconditional. He loves us. Sometimes our love, though, as humans, is based on what someone looks like, what we think is love anyway, based on what someone looks like, what they can do for us, right? How they've, how they've made us feel. We get into our feelings. Our feelings are up and down, up and down and up and down. And if we're dependent on our feelings, folks, we're in trouble because we'll be up one day and down the next, right? Loving your neighbor is a choice, brother. It's a choice, brother. You may not agree with the things they're doing, but you're going to show the love of God anyway. You follow what I'm saying? It's a choice that we get to make, that he's, in, that, that, that he's made us able to make. Everyone has value to God, right? We're all his children. With that being said, how do you feel when someone mistreats your kids? Mama bear can come out, huh? Daddy bear can come out when they mistreat your kids. How do you think God feels when we talk bad about his children? Or we treat his children badly? Or we treat someone? It's easy to look down on certain people. They, they, they dress a certain way or, or, or they smell a certain way or they look a certain way or they don't look like us. Are you following me? We can look down on them. And I remind my wife, not that she looks down on people, but, but we talk about this all the time. Everyone has value to God. Everyone has value to, the God, to, to God. Are you following me? We're all his children. <clears throat> you can be a Christian and go to church, and you can live the right way, but you'll win more souls when the love of God is on the full display, right? We can, we can try to be righteous. We can try to be better than what we are, but we'll win more souls when the love of God is on full display, when we're loving our neighbor as ourself, right? When we put God first and we love everyone else around us. Think about that. As yourself, usually we're busy putting ourselves first. It's okay. You can say amen right there, too. We all know it's true. We all know that it's true. So many times, maybe not every time, but so many times we're busy putting ourselves first or our agenda or our plans or, or what we have set up that we want to do or that we want to carry out. You get what I'm saying? But when God's love's on full display, we talk about wanting to see people say, when God's love's on full display, they'll want those things. They'll want what you've got because there's something different about you. The Bible says, come out from among them and be ye separate. That's what separates us from the world, the love of God. The love of God separates us from the world. It's not about you anyway. This whole thing is not, this is a newsflash, right, for some of us. It's not about you anyway. Put yourself aside. We've got to get ourselves out of the way so many times. We've got to get ourselves out of the way because it's not about you. It's not about what you want. It's not about the plans you have. God's got a plan that's much greater. And he showed us his love first. So shouldn't we show him some back? In Luke 6 and 32 it says, But if you love, the, if you love those who love you, what credit is it to you anyway? Or what credit is it to you? For even sinners love those who love them. Even the world loves the people that look like them. Even the world loves the people that want to do the things they want to do and act like them. Or that can do something for them. Or maybe that are beautiful. They want to, they want to claim that they love them. Right? That's why I believe that the world is so, I tell young people all the time, especially young men that I work with, beauty's only skin deep, right? You're going to grow old with this woman. You better make sure you got the same belief system. Amen? You better make sure you like to do some of the same things, not just for what they look like. 
Are you following me? So many times they did, the whole thing they want to get married for is in the flesh. That's going to run out. Coming from someone who's 46 instead of 26. Those things are going to run out. My wife is beautiful, but we have a lot in common as well. You get what I'm saying? You've got to have some things in common. You've got to like to do some of the same things. We both take the Bible and apply it to our lives. We both take the Bible and apply it to our marriage. And that's the only reason that it works. Believe me, I've tried it on my own. It don't work. It doesn't do it that way. I couldn't even love her the right way until I had the love of God in my life anyway. It just doesn't work like that. <clears throat> when God's love is on perfect display, you'll have joy. You'll have peace. You'll have victory. Amen, right? And when it's God's victory and God's joy and God's peace, there ain't nothing better. There ain't nothing better. So many people are worried about what they might have to give up or what they might not be able to do anymore. They're worried about following those rules. Worried to death about those rules. It's not about the rules, church. It's about a relationship. It's about having a relationship with Almighty God. And if you have that relationship with Almighty God and, and the Spirit is moving in your life and He's speaking to you and you're listening to Him and He's leading you and you're following, that's an important part there. you got to follow. He leads all the time. But He's a still, small voice and we can overstep Him very easily. Are you following me? <clears throat> he's, follow, he's leading all the time, but we have to follow. And when we decide to follow that voice, we don't have to worry about the rules anymore because He's not going to lead us astray. He won't do it. That joy and that peace and that victory is something much greater than breaking the rules is ever going to get you. Romans 5 and 5 says, 5 and 5 says, Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. One more thing that God's done for us, out of his love, he, made, he, 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 he paid for sin once and for all with his son. So that the spirit can move inside and live inside of us. That he could lead us in that way, right? And it was given to us out of his unmerited favor once again. Because of his love, his, his perfect love was once again on display, right? We have to release this love, though, of God. We have to exercise this love of God. Because even if this love, not if, even since this love of God lives inside of us, we don't have to show it. I can hide it. I can be hateful and ugly and mean. Even though I've asked God, God to forgive me, the spirit moves inside of me. I choose whether to follow the Spirit. I choose whether to show that love in my life, to put God's love on full display, or I choose to act like a heathen. Yeah, it's a choice that we make, and we make it over and over and over again every day. Every single day of our lives, we make this decision whether to show his love or not, right? We have to be conscious of the love of God. We have to be conscious of the Spirit and what he's trying to speak us and, and, and the way he's trying to lead us, and then we have to flow with him, church. We've got to flow. If we want to put God's love on full display, we've got to flow with the Holy Ghost. We've got to flow with the Spirit, right? The love of God is what will unite the church. Amen? The love of God is also what will unite the world. Are you following me? United. I'm talking about one mind and one accord. If we're all thinking about the love of God and doing everything that we're doing inside the church out of love, and, and, and the fruit of the Spirit is flowing in the church, the church will be united in one mind and one accord, right? And when that happens inside the church, well, look what happened in the early church. When they got in one mind and one accord, you know what happened, right? 3,000 were saved the first time Peter preached. Think about that. It will, unite, it, will unite, it will unite the church. It will also unite the world in one mind and one accord, chasing after God. 1 John 4 and 20 says, if someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. 
That's not from me. This is straight from the word. If you say you love God and you have a problem with someone else, you have unforgiveness somewhere else, you hate someone else, doesn't matter what they've done to you. It says you're a liar. You don't have to agree with what they've done. You don't have to think what they've done is right, but you can't hate them for it. You still have to show that love of God, right? <clears throat> he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen, right? I couldn't even love, like I said earlier, I couldn't even love my family, let alone strangers before I came to God, before the love of God shined through in my life, before the love of God showed up in my life. And, and started coming through me, I couldn't love my, my children the right way. I couldn't love my wife the right way, let alone someone that I may have had a beef with in the past. How in the world could I possibly love them without the love of God, love of God in my life? Are you following what I'm saying? <clears throat> I was in Arizona when the love of God caught up to me. Now, I knew that I was already called to preach. Many of you have heard this story before. I knew that I was already called to preach, but I took a job traveling on the road, and, and, I, was, and I was in Arizona, actually. And it was, I was high up in the mountains, and it was a place you couldn't even get a plane to go to, in a place called Williams, Arizona. You had to fly into Phoenix, Arizona in a, in a large jet airplane, and then you had to fly in what they called a puddle jumper up to, up to, Phoenix, or to uh, Flagstaff, Arizona, and then you had to take a truck on over to Williams. So it, it's about 8,000 feet, and uh, it's not a very populated area. However, that's where I was at, and, and I thought I was running from God, but it turns out I was right in the palm of his hand the whole time. He knew exactly where I was at. He knew exactly how many hairs I had on my head. He knew everything that I was doing. I thought, you know, nobody around knew me. Brenda came out and seen me one time. It was a pretty secluded place. We would work and go up in the mountains, and it was just dirt roads, and, and there would be rocks sticking up out of the middle of the dirt roads. There wasn't any gravel or anything on them, and, and they told us if it started snowing when you are up there, in fact, to get out, leave, because it'll snow as deep as the truck is. And Brenda and I saw this one mountain up there when we were there, just as a side note, but we saw this one mountain when we were there. We saw it from the highway when we were coming from Flagstaff to Williams, and it was a big, tall, beautiful mountain. It stuck up even higher than the mountain that we were in, and it had snow all over it, and, it, it, and I was like, well, we're going to go over and check that out. So we were going on the highway, and we saw this road that said Mountain Road. So we turned off on the road, on this mountain road, and we started taking off, and this two-lane road turned into a one-lane road, turned into a dirt road, turned into we're in the middle of the, of the woods, and there's and there's branches scraping down the side of the truck. And then we end up coming out through this field. And we almost ran out of diesel fuel at one time. I had to get the truck propped up and get diesel out of the tank in the back. However, we ended up in this field, and we had to open up someone's gate to get out on the road again. But God was right there. God was right there the whole time, and his love was shining through to me in my life, and he was calling to me. He was calling to me. And church... He called me back home through that. He held, had my, my check bounce on the road and came back here and gave me a job and all the things that he did. He called me back home, though, to my family, but he also called me out. He put a calling on my life. He would already put this calling on my life years ago, and I knew about it, but I tried to run from him. I told you that story today to tell you, you can't run from God. I don't care how far you go or how much you think you've gotten away or how no one around even knows who you even are. You can't get away from him. The Bible says it calls without repentance. He'll never give up. It never stops. It just keeps going and going and going. The only thing is, will you have joy and will you have peace and will you have hope and will you have victory? Will you have those things in your life? Will you, will you, will you answer that call today? I'm not saying that everyone's called to preach, but he does want to use everyone. He does have a want a relationship. He does want a relationship with everyone, right? God's love never quit on me. Even when I ran, and no matter how I was acting and, and I was getting high and doing the things I was doing, God's, no, God's love never quit. God's love never quit. 
God's love never gave up on me. He never gave up. He's already proved himself, church. He's already proved himself. Why wouldn't we turn and run to him? Why wouldn't we turn and run to him? He's calling you today. He's calling you today. You may not be a preacher. You may be a preacher. I don't know. He may just want you to show the love of God through his life. He just may want to have a closer relationship with you. I don't know what it is, but I know he's chosen you today. I know he's calling to you today. He wants to have a relationship. <clears throat> he wants us to love him back. He loved us first. Can't we show him a little love? He wants us to love him back today, church. Show him a little love and let his love shine through us, right? He wants to use our lives. If he's not calling you for anything more than that, he wants to, I mean, not that that's a small thing, but he wants to use your life today to show his love on full display. Full display. Imagine if our lives really, really showed God's love on full display, how many of our family members might be saved. I'm talking about all the time, not just sometimes, not just when we're at church on Sunday, right? Not just some days. But just like Pete, when Brenda looked at him, she said, He's such a gentle man, he's loving, and he's all these things, and all the fruit of the Spirit. She, she could see him, apparently, in his life. That's what we should all be striving for. We all have, have it all works in our lives at some times, but sometimes we miss it, right? Sometimes, we're, I, sometimes I miss it. A lot of times I miss it. I'm nowhere near perfect. I'm being perfected. But I want more and more for the love of God to show through in my life. I've got family I want to see saved. I've got people at Ford I still need to get saved. Are you following me? We're all in this together, church. Even inside the church, we should be showing love to each other. We should never hear any backbiting here, any talking bad, right? We want the spirit to continue to flow in our services just like he has been. He's been flowing mightily in our services. We're just scratching the surface, church. We've only scratched the surface. We can go up from right here. Are you following me? As we could, just go ahead and close in prayer. Daddy, we love you. We thank you for this day, Lord. We praise your mighty name, Lord. I pray that you would just have your way in our hearts, Lord, in our minds today, Father God. Lord, I pray that you would cause us to be more sensitive to your spirit, Daddy. Lord, just to begin to, to, to follow you, Lord, and look to you in every decision, Lord, every, every action that we take, Father God. Lord, I pray that we would, we would just rely on you, Lord, and depend on you in everything, Lord, to walk by faith, Lord, and not by sight, Daddy. We don't care what it looks like, Father God. We don't, we don't care about how far it looks like we may be away, Father God. We know that you're right here all the time, Father. Daddy, we praise you, Daddy. We just thank your mighty name, Father God. Lord, I pray that you would just draw us nearer to you, Lord. Mature this church, Lord, spiritually, Lord. Mature all of us, Daddy, spiritually, Father God. No matter how young we are, Lord, spiritually, or how old we are spiritually, Father God, I pray that you would just continue to mature us, Lord, to, to bring us more into what you would have us to be, Father God. Lord, I pray that you would just continue to move mightily in your services here, Father. Lord, we pray these things to you in Jesus' mighty name, Lord. And I pray that you would protect your people, Lord. Bring us back here safely on Wednesday night, Lord, with visitors, Dad. In Jesus' name we pray these things, Father. Amen.